Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques, so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. To the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am super grateful to have you here with me today. Thank you for pressing play. I am so grateful for all of the podcast love that I have been getting through reviews and people reaching out to me. It's really, really fun to create something, put it out there, and be consistent with it, and just see over time how it evolves and grows and the impact that it's making. So if you have been impacted by the Feminine Frequency podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot to share it with your community, to send any of the episodes that resonate with you to anyone who you know it would have a positive impact on, And it would be wonderful if you could head on over to iTunes to leave a five-star rating and a review that will allow this podcast to get in more ears and have a greater impact for women all over the world. Today, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Mangala, and Mangala's episode, I feel, is coming in a really perfect timing. This year has been really heavy in a lot of ways, and it's also been really expansive in a lot of ways, and I know with everything that is going on specifically around the anti-racism movement and still being in semi-quarantine for COVID, I think that a lot of us have lost touch with connecting with our pleasure and connecting to joy. And this episode, if you just tune into the energy and the frequency of the words and of Mangala's energy, I feel like you will naturally automatically feel elevated and feel that sense of pleasure and joy as much as she does as she's speaking and sharing about a topic that she is so passionate about. So I'm going to introduce Mangala, let you guys know a little bit more about her, and then we will dive into the interview. So Mangala is a feminine empowerment and sexuality coach and international facilitator of women's groups, retreats, and workshops. She's on a mission to help women become empowered through loving themselves fiercely, celebrating their sexuality, and overcoming the fear, guilt, and shame that keeps them playing small. Having over a decade's experience in the industry, her superpower is helping women become deeply connected to their body, pleasure, and orgasmic potential, which is the natural birthright of every woman. She's trained over 25 intimate body workers in Australia and places a strong emphasis on self-love, embodiment, and empowerment, teaching a no-bullshit, fluff-free, grounded, dogma-free style. And if you're not already following Mangala, I highly recommend to follow her both on Facebook and Instagram. Her writing is excellent. And I really absolutely love her personal story. She shares a little bit about it in this episode. She went from this dual life from being um, in corporate and DJing at night to the work that she does now. And I just really absolutely adore her. So enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. 
Hello, everybody. I am here with Mangala, and it is such a pleasure to have her, her here joining me. And she is across the world. So where exactly are you? Right now, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So we got the time zones right. We figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so Mangala and I know each other. We are in the same mastermind together. And I love that through this mastermind, we have different opportunities to connect. And there are so many incredible women in this mastermind that we're in together. So it's a business mastermind. Um, and it also, you know, there's a variety of different healers and coaches and it's just really fun to be able to experience each other's gifts. So I wanted to bring Mangala on today to talk about her wisdom because I've been learning a lot from her. And let's start today with um, exploring how is it that you play? So what is it that you like to do for play, Mangala? Oh, that's a great question, Amy. And first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to be here and share this time with you. Um, oh, play for me. I've realized particularly <laughs> recently like how important this is, you know? Um, and I like to, I realize like it's so easy for me to get serious and to be serious a lot so I have to really cultivate this aspect of play and make it not a practice but just make sure I make time for it so for me um dancing singing hanging out with friends and just being goofy is mm -hmm. is really really important um getting out and about getting out in nature um, and really um giving my inner child chance to just be silly and and what wild and free and uh, yeah it's, it's so so important I think laughter is one of the best medicines that is um, okay. and just just laughing about really stupid things with my friends is um you know really it's so important it really is mm -hmm. yeah I spend, yeah I love hanging out with my cat as well she brings out my playful side yeah, pets are such a great way to bring out playfulness. And one of the things that I love because I've watched some of your workshops online is that when you get really excited and joy, like passionate about something, you can hear the play and the joy in your words. So I know that you might feel like you get serious sometimes, but I really wanted to reflect back to you that you, you really do bring this sense of play and joy with you and just like you being passionate about the work that you're doing too. Mm, yeah, it's, it's really important. You know, I think it's, it's so important that we can find lightness and fun and, and pleasure in everything. That's mm -hmm. what we're meant for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what a perfect what a perfect topic for you today um, around <laughs> pleasure. And I know it's something that I believe that women get to connect with more in their life in order to feel fully alive, in order to experience joy and to really ex enjoy the journey along the way. I think that's something that many people miss. And I have to remind myself so many times, especially for ambitious women who have yeah. the next level that they want to get to, whether it's in their business or they're working on a career goal, like there's always that next thing. And when we don't take the time to experience pleasure in where we're at in the moment, we can often miss that. So you are the pleasure queen. This is your domain. <laughs> this is where, where you shine. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about why you feel pleasure is so essential right now. 
Oh, it's it's an absolute necessity. It's like this is the juice of life. This is, I really believe, especially for women, you know, we're, we're, we're in these beautiful, juicy bodies that are actually designed for pleasure. And um, I really see that pleasure isn't a luxury. It's, it's an absolute necessity. Um, and that's because when we're in our pleasure, when we're in play and joy and we're feeling good, we've got all these amazing hormones and, and things running around our system like oxytocin and it, it absolutely helps us to defeat stress which is so important you know um, and it's catch-22 it's either stress or pleasure and it's very hard to hold both in your system at the same time and um, so particularly when we're trying to like break through to the next level whether it's work-wise or relationship-wise it's really important that it doesn't feel like pushing shit uphill you know because <laughs> that becomes it feels hard it feels like a drudge it's like oh everything's really challenging instead if we can find the joy and the ease and the the juice in it then it's much easier to move towards the things the goals that we want and it's easier to magnetize the things that we want to bring into our lives mm -hmm. um, and and as well we get to look at the areas well, where are we contracted and why why is there contraction instead of relaxation um, and these are very fascinating uh, explorations that we can come up against all the time so yeah it, it works on so many levels but um pleasure is is really an opportunity for us to feel really empowered in ourselves and in our bodies as well which is mm. hugely important as women yeah mm -hmm. yeah i would love to dive in more into around pleasure and confidence and pleasure and empowerment because mm. we do talk a lot about that in the space and before we get there i wanted to highlight something that you shared about magnetism because mm we here on the feminine frequency podcast really i i do believe that it is our frequency the energy that we're that we're sending out into the world that actually either attracts or detracts things from us so there is this this sense of magnetism and i'd love for you to make the connection between pleasure and attraction and pleasure and magnetism i think that's such a powerful conversation Totally, yeah. And that, that magnetism and attraction, it comes when we're feeling relaxed and feeling full and feeling um, joyous and abundant in our bodies and just feeling expanded and, and soft. And the more you know, the more feminine kind of qualities, whether whether female or male, you know, it's just that we've both got feminine and masculine in our in our system in our in our structure um, and most of us as women are living in the western world we've gone far too much into that into our masculine uh, and i know this has been a big thing in my journey with burnout and pushing too hard and trying to pull everything together to push through and and um, challenge and make things really difficult and and it actually blocks the things that we want to come towards us and through my own experience with this the more I can be in my pleasure my joy my fullness and welcome things in and magnetize them towards me and give myself permission to receive that's where the magic happens mm -hmm. it doesn't come when I push hustle strive contract force you know when we try and force things that's normally when we come up against big blocks and and uh, challenges so mm -hmm. we need both we need there's times where we need to get our shit together and 
and knuckle down and do stuff but there's also particularly when we're looking to live a richer fuller life then being in the the softness and the receptivity is hugely important mm-hmm. um, when we can find the joy and the pleasure in calling that towards us this is this makes it so much more achievable so like you know I'm looking around my desk and I've got you know post-its and stuff just reminding me like this can be joyful and easeful and and yes I'm worthy and I deserve you know amazing abundance and great clients and everything else and that it can be easy and it can be fun and that work can be pleasurable and all of life can be pleasurable Yes, it can be easy. It can be joyful. And one of my favorite spiritual books is called Living with Joy. It's a spiritual text by Sanaya Roman. And I will write that in the the show notes. But I do feel like a lot of the spiritual journey, there is pain along the way. There is challenge mm-hmm. along the way. And I think the more that we can remind ourselves to really even enjoy the the pleasure when it's here because it it will come and go and to really allow ourselves when we're in these expanded states to enjoy it and swim in it and be with it instead Mm -hmm. of okay what's next now that I got through that challenge and I feel (laughs) good what's next and it's interesting that you bring up burnout because my I had another interview today with another one of my guests McKenna and she brought up burnout as well so clearly someone needs to hear this uh, today or this week and I would you know I think from your story we can learn a lot about these dualities of pleasure and work and kind of like trying to do it all. So would you share a little bit more about your background of your corporate Mm. background and what brought you into the world of pleasure and of sensuality? Mm, yeah, great questions. So yeah, back in my well, my twenties and thirties, I was living in the UK and I was in corporate world. I was um, I worked for insurance companies and stockbrokers and traveling all over the country. And um, yeah, it was it was fun. And I was also DJing in bars and clubs four nights a week. So I was leading a bit of a double life. I was a bit of a corporate rebel. And um, and and I was, you know, I was a full-on party animal, and uh, it was a lot of fun for a long time. And but I was earning good money, like pretty good money, and um, I just felt massively unfulfilled. Like I hit a point where I just completely burnt out, and uh, and just completely lost the motivation to do anything. And um, I stopped the partying. I was still playing still playing music in bars but I was drinking cups of tea behind the decks (laughs) instead of beer and (laughs) changed my lifestyle habits and stuff and I took up yoga and and the spiritual shift you know the spiritual awakening started to happen and as the awakening happened I realized how deeply unsatisfied I was with this corporate world and just dealing with all these middle-aged white dudes in suits who only cared about making money for their clients and that was their soul that was that was what it was all about and I was like mm. there's got to be more to life than this this is not this is not filling my soul and I was like well what is going to fill my soul <laughs> and um, so I thought I'm going to take a year off and go travel I'm going to go to India and Thailand and I'm going to explore yoga in more depth 
and um, that was back in 2009 and I've not been back to the UK <laughs> since that, that year turned out to be um, over a decade of, uh, of intense personal and spiritual growth um, and about a year or two into my journey I realized that at the core of my my disconnect and this kind of gaping hole that I've been trying to fill with booze, drugs, unsuitable men, you know, you name it, like really bad experiences. At the core of that was I didn't love myself. And at the core of that was this disconnect from my sexuality and my body and this deep, deep self-hatred. And um, so I went on a huge journey to work through that. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. And I felt that when you said it, because you can try and fill in so many different ways and fill that gap and fill that hole. And until you really see what's at the bottom of it, whether it's worthiness or self-love or disconnection mm -hmm. from your pleasure, or if there's a lot of shame that's happening, it yeah. is going to be this constant battle of trying to figure out what's, what's going on. And so yeah, that deep exploration of self-love and, and pleasure. Can you share a little bit more about where you felt there was the disconnect in that along your journey? Mm. Like where, where do you feel like that started for you? Yeah, so as I started to kind of purify and um, doing all these cleanses and started to feel my heart again, and I kind of dropped into a deeper space of self-acceptance and self-love and... Um, that was profound and took quite a while but at the same time like sexually I was so closed off um, and I had yeah I don't know it was just like I didn't know that there was anything more possible than superficial orgasms in my 20s and 30s it was mostly like pretty toxic one night stands um very drunken experiences and i had a, a relationship that was abusive at one point in my 20s and so that had really affected me and um as i got onto this this journey and i started exploring um neo tantra and sacred sexuality and this world started to open up to me and i was like oh my God, there's so much more to explore. And I've got, I'm holding so much shame, like so much shame in my body, in, in the deepest parts of me. And it was just like, oh my God, this is, this is what I need to work through. And um, yeah, it was big and it was hugely amazing as I went through it. And once I started experiencing like deeper levels of orgasm and feeling more confident in my body, I was just like, I need to shout this from the rooftops. I need to tell every woman what's possible here, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. And I, I look different now, you know, I, everything about me changed. Like I softened so much my sense of self-worth increased my sense of empowerment and who I was and just like yeah everything everything shifted yeah one of the pieces that I heard you say specifically that really wore on your self-worth was an abusive relationship and I don't mm. think that that's talked about a lot there's so much shame mm. in that experience alone and there's so much damage that can happen in that that experience for anyone who's involved and I I had a, a session with, with some women in one of my programs and we were talking about 
the root of where a lot of these subconscious programming beliefs come from around worthiness and most personal development talks about it coming from the ages of zero to seven when your subconscious mm -hmm. mind is is you know before your conscious mind is formed and what we explore together is that there's actually a lot of other moments in our lives where these conversations come from. And yes, a lot of them do come from when you're younger, but a lot of these, whether it's a traumatic event or whether it's unhealthy mm -hmm. relationships or even just transitions in from, from moving to different places or mm -hmm. having a lot of stress in a job, there's so many different places that they can come from. So I do really want to highlight for everyone who's listening that if you've experienced anything, whether it's abuse when you were younger, whether it's abuse when you're in a relationship, mm -hmm. how damaging that can be and how we get to really unravel and heal that in order to experience what Mangla is sharing here is this deep, these deep levels of pleasure and using pleasure for healing as well. So it is yeah. a way to really come back home to yourself and heal. So one of the things that you mentioned was that you wanted to like scream from the rooftops, let everyone know what was possible. So other than superficial orgasms, I would love for you to share like, what is possible for women? What is this, this range of pleasure that so many women are missing and that you are wanting to, to share with everyone? <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I could I could talk about this for hours, so I'll try and <laughs> condense it. Um, first of all, I want to say, like from the get go, that you know what what um, for your listeners, like if you're not experiencing any orgasm, doesn't mean that you never will. Like this is something that this is something I see time and time again with my clients is they go from being very numb and shut down and disconnected to being fully, um, yeah, to, to really experiencing deeper levels of satisfaction and pleasure and, and deeper orgasmic um, fulfillment. So it's totally possible to shift from wherever you are now. And this, the great thing about the, the female body and female sexuality is that it's like this deep, 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 deep mystery. And there's always more and more to discover and explore. So even now, after all these years, I'm always experiencing new levels of pleasure and excitement, which is incredible. And, and so, yeah, we, I'm going to talk about like we have the, the what I call the superficial orgasm, the, the clitoral orgasm. It, it's great and it's fine. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great. But um, it is superficial in a way because it, it's short, it's fast. It, often we create tension in our body when we have that and it produces certain hormones like um, it produces things like dopamine and things in our system and um, very specific chemicals but when we experience the deeper orgasms like um, g-spot and cervical orgasms we can be in this state that can sometimes go on for hours and it can be these like peaks and valleys and these waves and it feels much more expansive it can feel um, some women get like really trippy experiences of like DMT release and stuff like the body can actually produce its own psychedelic experiences in in orgasm which is pretty profound and I, I know women who've had amazing visionary experiences in that and for some of us it's more of a, a deep meditation expansive state but it's like it feels so much more satisfying emotionally and spiritually 
and not just like a quick fix, which, you know, superficial orgasms can be. And back in the day, you know, I was just like, it's a quick fix so I can go to sleep. And that, and that, was, that was what I was using it for. Mm. Can we just pause here while I let the cat in because she's crying at the door. And I don't want yes, to. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what do you feel blocks women from mm. being able to experience these deeper levels of orgasm, G spot, or cervical orgasms? What do you think are some of the main blockers that women, you know, are not able to access these levels of pleasure? There's, um, there's a few key themes that I see in my clients time and time again. So one of the main ones is women saying that they feel like they're in their head all the time and not in their body. And this is, this is so common, whether it's self-pleasure or being with a partner. Um, and it's really common that women will say, things are going okay and we're getting to a point and then I just check out and I go into my head and I can't bring myself back and I've got a thousand thoughts running through my heart through my head and I can't stay present and I just lose the pleasure goes and I can't get back into it or I just feel disconnected from all of my sexuality and I'm working with a client at the moment and when we started working together she just used to say it's dead down there <laughs> you know she just felt Aww. so yeah and it's it's amazing how common that is yeah how I hear how I hear that so often um so that's one of the main things and with my clients I work a lot with movement and embodiment practices to help women get out of their head and back into their body and this is particularly something that shows up with high functioning women um, very driven women, you know, women who are running their own businesses or executives, very much, you know, just in full on go, go, go mode and doing amazing things in the world. But they come home from work and it's just like they're just totally up in the head. And it's like, how do I how do I switch into feeling like a woman? You know, and this is a really big a big part of the, the puzzle for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other things, as we already touched on, is shame. And that can be cultural, it can be your upbringing, it can be religion, it can be the, the programming we had from our parents. It can be that one cruel comment that you had from a past lover about the size of your labia or your belly or, you know, or something somebody said at school that just hit really deep and, and it's still in there. Um, and that can really affect can really affect us. And, um, you know, on some extremes, I, I've worked with clients who couldn't be naked with their partners which is pretty full on. And then on the other hand, it can be, sometimes it can be just be really sneaky. Like you think we're quite open, but then we find it hard to express what we actually want and, and, and struggle to actually vocalize or make sound in lovemaking or to be able to say it, or could you just left a bit, can we try a new position or something like this, or to even express their enjoyment. Um, so that can show up in many ways. And that, that really is, um, a block to to really feeling fully expressed and, and um, pleasurable and then mm -hmm. trauma is another big one as well of course sexual it can be sexual trauma it can be it can be all kinds of different trauma so as we touched on before abusive relationships or it could be something more subtle but trauma can be a really big one yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, there's so much here. And obviously, mm. we just like barely touch the surface. But I, yeah. I know that every woman can relate to at least one of those, whether it's shame, whether it's mm. trauma, 
being in their head all the time. There's so many blocks to pleasure, which is why I think such, I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know if there's, there's statistics on this, but like how many women actually are able to access G-spot or, or cervical orgasm. It's yeah. probably a pretty small percent, right? It's pretty small. I, I can't remember the latest statistics, but there's a very high percentage of women that don't experience orgasm at all, like even clitoral. It's, it's way higher than, than you would expect. And of the women that do experience clitoral orgasm, 80% of those can only get there on their own and not with their partner, mm, which is wow. really high. Yeah. And then the, the number that, the number that can experience G spot and cervical is even smaller. Um, and sometimes that's just a lack of education as well, that we're not taught this stuff. Mm-hmm. Education at school is all about don't get pregnant and don't get STIs. And there's no focus on female pleasure. Mm-hmm. You have a big um, mission here on this planet. I have a huge you know, a mission. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine what the world would be like if more women could <sighs> experience pleasure and how that would carry on into their lives in many different ways. It's phenomenal. What I see in my clients is when they unlock this, you know, it's like they're unstoppable in the world. They feel so confident in themselves and their bodies and the ripple effect in their relationships. The relationships get transformed and there's such a deeper level of intimacy and trust that gets built. The men they attract goes way higher, like the quality of men. And what they go out and achieve in the world is amazing. And the ripple effects as they start to share this stuff with their friends and the other women in their lives, it's like, wow. This is, mm. this is how we're going to save the planet as well. This, I really believe that women, when we're connected to our pleasure, like, of course, we want to like, make good decisions and, mm-hmm. you know, just live more consciously. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really, your explanation of the difference between superficial orgasm and deeper orgasm was really powerful. And I really loved I don't know if I've ever heard someone articulate it in that way of more fulfilling but also a deeper spiritual capacity mm-hmm. of of being in that state of bliss or a meditative state and mm-hmm. having this be just even the experiencing of pleasure as part of a personal development journey mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> you know and this is I mean, because it's, it's all connected. Sexual energy is also creative energy. It's our life force. Mm-hmm. It's, it's abundance. It's all the same energy. And so once we unlock it, it's, yeah, look out world. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk more about the sacral chakra because I have many clients who love chakras. They just love it, <laughs> you know, a way to connect with their mm. body and get to know it. So you just mentioned sexual energy, um, the similar place to creative and abundance. So can you share a little bit more about that for people who aren't familiar, even where it's located or how those all relate to each other? Mm, mm. So when we look at the sacral chakra, Svadhisthana, um, it's really just like this, the, the pelvic area and particularly yeah the, the yoni you know the our vulva um and our womb space this is this is the deepest core part of us as a as a woman and this is where our, i really believe this is where our power center is you know and um, 
and some spiritual practices they talk a lot about moving energy up and pushing it up and raising the energy and, and i spent years in um a very dodgy so-called tantric environment that turned out to be a cult that's a whole other <laughs> podcast but we were just so conditioned to move our energy up move it up move it up and have all this energy in the the crown and the, and the third eye chakra and over the years as i got rid of all that conditioning and i went deeper in my own spiritual practice it's like no for women the core of our power is down here it's in our it's in our womb space it's in our it's in our vaginas and this is this is where this is creative life force you know the womb space is where life life is just dated you know and this is the deepest energetic place of us it's you know and you know how you feel around menstruation and just the 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 fullness of the energy there can be sometimes very overwhelming or overloaded this is this is the core of our power so i really um with the work i do with women i really encourage them to bring movement into their pelvis and their hips and get this beautiful energy flowing um and it's also very much connected to our emotions as well Mm -hmm. yeah even Mm -hmm. on one of your workshops i was watching and I love that you have you have such a great taste in music, obviously being a former <laughs> DJ and I'm like, who, who wouldn't want to move their hips to this? Like you can't help it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if ever I'm having days where I feel off or I feel stuck or I feel stagnant or I'm trying to write content and it's just not coming, it's like all right, I need to come back to like my, my inner cauldron, my hip space. So I just need to move my hips. I need to get the, get the juice flowing and, and just move it. And then from there, everything starts to, to flow freely again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a great reminder of how we can actually use these practices, not just in whether you're in the bedroom with a partner or whether you're in self-pleasure, but how you can actually use this energy in your everyday life and how to come back home to your feminine, which is the feminine lives in the body and the masculine lives in the mind. And so when you were describing earlier how most women live in their head, you know, that's why part of the reason why I started, why I created this podcast and why I'm so in love with this concept of really activating the feminine energy because when we're in our body, it allows us to feel more. It allows us to be more intuitive. It allows us to experience more pleasure. And I just, what I was experiencing in working with clients over the years, I mean, I've been working with women for seven years now and just recognizing how much we live in our heads and how disconnected they are from their bodies. And it's not to say that we don't need that part. We definitely need it. But the, mm. the amount of time and the amount of energy that is spent in that space is what I see as really taking away life force from so many women. And it's just not being connected to their life's life force. So, you know, that wind space energy, the creative energy, whether it's for creating children or whether it's creating your life's purpose and bringing your creative you know your creative energy out into the world it it serves for both of those purposes so i love that you mentioned just bringing it back into the hips and the pelvic bowl Mm -hmm. i do this simple like figure eight um exercise with some of my clients and they love it just getting into that area of your body and it shifts the energy completely 
Totally. And one of the things I say to my women as well is, you know, it's like, particularly if you're at work and you'll probably notice like, during the course of the day that you might hold tension in maybe your jaw, your shoulders, your belly's tight, your pelvic floor's tight. You know, it's just like, if you're noticing that and you're feeling stressed, just go into the toilet cubicles and just <laughs> figure of eights or do some hip circles and drop the energy back down and soften these areas and then, and then go back out and you know get back to it but just it's so important to mm -hmm. to, to counterbalance because this is you know so like, do you want stress in your body or would you rather have pleasure mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and we're so programmed even in like with the nervous system I mean I know that when I'm working I'm my breath I don't I don't even know if I breathe I mean I obviously do because I'm alive mm -hmm. but it's such a different experience than when I'm doing meditation or breath work like I'm clenching my jaw. I am not aware of what's going on in my body. It's simply like my head and the computer is like sucked in, yeah. you know? So yeah. I do, I would like to continue practicing. One of my favorite things to do is doing a dance break throughout the day. And it's so interesting how there can be even resistance to pleasure. So oh, can you talk a little time. bit about that? Because I know for <laughs> yeah. myself that even though it, oh, that sounds great and it sounds wonderful, but when you're in your head and when you're, focused and that's just like mm -hmm. the program nervous system and yep. over and over again so how do you like let go of that resistance mm -hmm. it's it's a big one and it can really show up in many ways I see it all the time with my clients and that's one of the things I I, I build into my coaching programs is how to overcome resistance and also self-sabotage which is kind of connected with that as well and um, so I see a lot of uh, it can be very subtle uh, so I, I, I like to get women to do small bite-sized practices every day to help them get back into their body because that starts to shift the baseline and they start to feel more comfortable in the body and then the resistance to pleasure goes down um, and it's because as soon as you, it's like going to a yoga class, as soon as you, you know, you might have resistance before you go and you're feeling tired, can't be bothered, rather stay home and watch TV and you come out of the class and it's like, of course I feel better. <laughs> what was I thinking? You know, and it's often the same with pleasure as well. Um, particularly self-pleasure. There's so many women have big resistance to, to self-pleasure and it can partly be a can't be bothered. It can also be, am I going to come up against something that feels uncomfortable and I don't know if I can emotionally process that because sometimes we can go into a more deeper exploration when there's not somebody else involved and it's like, well, what happens if I bump up against a trauma or an old memory or, or a frustration? It can also be a frustration of like, oh, well, it's probably numb and I'm probably not going to feel much and what's the point? And particularly if you're not experiencing orgasm, this is where a lot of the the resistance and the self-sabotage it becomes a feedback loop of just what's the point in even going there I'm not going to experience anything you know there's no point in even trying okay. uh, so this becomes a this neural pathway can get very strong of just like oh there's no point I'm broken and um, instead I really encourage women to just treat everything as a really curious experiment with no goal you know, and just what happens if I move my body in a certain way for, I say, five, ten minutes, and I focus on what feels good. And I just, I'm just curious, and then see what happens from there. Or if you're, if you're, if you're exploring self pleasure, if something's feeling good, stay with it and see what else there is. You know, see what's behind that, um, and just be really curious. Don't 
as soon as we start hunting for orgasm, it can kind of slip away. <laughs> um, and it can become a little bit elusive because female sexuality isn't goal orientated, you know? We have this fullness and it's this deep mystery. And it's like, well, what happens if I just explore? Mm, I love that curiosity yeah. versus the destination or the goal. And yeah. I use that a lot with my clients, especially when it comes to self-talk and self-love and, mm. and exploring some of these deeper areas that can bring up a lot and can often turn into judgment. So self-exploration can turn into judgment and kind yeah. of feel frustrating. So I love this, the energy of curiosity and the approach of curiosity, especially when it comes to self-pleasure and sexuality. Mm, and we all have a pleasure threshold as well. Like we'll get to a point where we feel like we've had enough. And then mm. you know, our system kind of is like, okay, I'm at my, my capacity. And the thing is, over time, we can massively shift that. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's kind of like a muscle that we can work. And I, like my pleasure capacity now is so different from where it was even two years ago through, through, the, through using my own tools. <laughs> you know? And um, it's pretty awesome. And I'm just like, well, what else is possible? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Let's get, yeah. let's get more of that, more pleasure capacity. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's the same with everything. It's, like, it's our capacity to have more, whether that's money, whether it's love, whether it's worthiness, mm. whatever it is, it's all the same. It's our capacity to have more. Um, yeah. And not, not from a selfish place, but from a, a deep knowing that we're worthy and that we deserve it mm -hmm. and that we are connected to source that's the way I see it mm -hmm. yeah yeah I was reading last night about the law of divine compensation and abundance and just how scarcity and this idea of lack is actually a human made created thing in our minds mm -hmm. and you know it does it does feed into our ideas about how much pleasure or how much worthiness or joy or fulfillment that we can have we have these limitations or capacities and yeah. so one of the things that I love about this and how I think that we can overcome some of these is through looking at other women who are being in the who have these ways of being that we desire and use them as expanders so yeah. like if someone has never had an orgasm or has never really even heard about these deeper levels of pleasure, they can borrow your experience of even just listening to you today. And now they mm. know something's possible for them that they didn't yeah. know was possible before and use it in their mind yeah. to know that it is possible for them. And yeah. that's why I, I love when we can look to other women for inspiration and use them as expanders, whether it's a woman who has a lot of abundance, maybe it's that she has, you know, a big influence, maybe she's just seems very much embodied and confident. It's mm. like, use that as a, an example to know that it's possible and mm. then shoot for that because when it's yeah. our own stuff, we just have our own limitations. Yeah, and it's, and it's beautiful because then instead of going into the comparison trap of like, oh, she's so much more better than me or more successful, or I could never be like that. It's like, she can do it, so can I. And like, tell me how, you know, you know, and just give me that resonance. Help me. What? How can I um, 
how can I receive that too? You know, it's beautiful. Like my parents wanted the highest ambition they had for me was to leave school at 16 and go work in a bank. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And now I've got an international business and, you know, it's amazing. And, and this vision, I didn't see this vision for myself either. It's just from surrounding myself with other amazing women and, seeing what's possible and saying I want this what else is possible for me mm -hmm. it's and an incredible inside. time yeah. it's an incredible time to be living in I feel so blessed yeah. and grateful to see other women you know really following their passions and doing the work and it's it is such a, a gift to be in this mastermind with you and to be surrounded by all of the different circles of women mm -hmm. that I am and I think that just continues to elevate us. So mm -hmm. I can't believe how quickly this conversation went because I know <laughs> I, you know that's what happens when you're in pleasure and joy and ease and things mm -hmm. flow. And I know that people can't see my face, but I think I've been smiling for ninety nine percent of this conversation. <laughs> Um, just thank you so much for bringing your joy and playfulness and pleasure to this conversation. And I know that it's going to open up a lot for many of the women listening. So um, I'd love to have them connect with you. I know that you have a three-part video series that you're sharing as a gift. So maybe let's talk about that first and then we can yeah. share where they can find you. Yeah, sure. So on my website, I've got um, a three-part video um, called From Shutdown to Sensual Satisfaction. And it's three short videos with some movement practices to really help women get out of their heads and into their bodies and start to feel what's actually there because that's that's how we can move through stuff. So yeah, I'm absolutely delighted to share that, to mm -hmm. share that with your ladies. Um, and that's on the homepage on my website. So yeah. Thank you for mm -hmm. that generous gift. And I think mm -hmm. that that will be a great resource. And then, um, so for anyone who wants to access that, I'll make sure to link it in the show notes, but it's mm -hmm. Mangala's name, mangalaholland.com. And you that's can find it, it there. And yeah. where do you spend more time? Facebook, Instagram? Where Facebook. Facebook. All right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am on Instagram, but I'm not so active. So Facebook's where, Facebook's where I put all my good content at the moment. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And where can they find you? They just around. type in your name and add yeah. you as a friend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Friend me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you're going to get some, some random friend requests, but well, you'll know when this, when, this, when this airs and you'll know where they came from. So. <laughs> Amazing. Is there anything else that you want to share today? Oh, I just want to say thank you. Um, thanks, Amy, for opening this conversation. Uh, it's so important. And I love, you know, I love what you're bringing to the world and what, you know, the spaces that you're opening for women and what this is what we need. You know, women need to be more able to access their gifts and, um, and it's great that we can offer them very practical tools to help them get there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> and you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your social media, send it mm -hmm. to someone who you think could really hear this message today. And thanks so much for joining and thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, Mangala. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you. Thanks. All right, and thank you for joining me for this episode with Mangala on the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I so appreciate you being here with me today. 
I also wanted to give you a heads up that I have something really fun coming up next month. It's something along the lines of a confidence challenge, and I'm going to be sharing all the details really soon. So if you want to join me for a free challenge, if you want to go deeper into connecting with your confidence, feeling embodied in your confidence, then make sure that you are on my email list because I will be announcing it there soon. And the way to get on my email list is either to go to my website, amynatalieco.com, or you can go to femfrequencybundle.com. That's where you'll get my feminine frequency bundle meditation bundle. My words are all twisted, but it's a meditation bundle and you'll get five meditations for free. And then you'll join my list and you'll get news anytime that I offer free gifts, any offerings and little tidbits of wisdom along the way. So make sure you head on over there and I will see you on the next episode.